Hi, I'm Paige Tripp, and this is the Me Journeys. I'm a mom of four girls who knows parenting isn't easy, especially when trying to raise mindful children. Here, I share the real ups and downs I face daily and share easy and fun mindfulness tools to help make parenting fun again. Join me on this wild journey and help grow mindful, empowered children. Hi, welcome to today's episode. This is Paige Tripp and I am the founder of the Me Journeys. We are hitting our fourth episode and we are one month in. I am loving this and I am so glad that you are joining me here every Monday. I feel like it's a great way to start the week. Um, Anyways, last week we, um, well, I discussed my battle with depression and then how I have daily action towards changing my mindset in order to change my realities. And over the past week or so, I've really stepped into this um, mindset shift more so than I ever have. And I realized that over the past 10 years, I have really been disconnected, actually probably more 15 years, been disconnected from my heart. In the past 15 years, I met my husband and I, it was really, it's really been my only long-term commitment relationship that I've ever been a part of. Um, during high school, I never, um, I never really wanted to date long because I had a fear of love. I had a fear of relationships because I never felt worthy enough. And I, I really wanted this relationship to work. Let me give you a little uh, insight here. So this episode basically is going to be how to get connected, reconnect it to your heart. How do we do that one and how will this help us to manifest in our daily life so back to it um my husband and I are four years apart and I really truly believe and know that I manifested our relationship I met him in grade school and high school he lived on the block for me I was on one street and go around the block he was on the other we were maybe like four houses apart And I remember when I first noticed him and knew I was going to marry him, I was 12. And I had dorky Harry Potter glasses and braces. And I just called it. I believed it. I would wish upon stars. I was like, I'm going to marry him. I'm going to have his babies. And we're going to have the best life. It's going to be great. I'm going to have everything I want. And I remember the day. I I don't remember the exact date. But I remember the day that I told my mom this. I remember he was in his alley and he was, he was always cleaning the outside of his car, his tires, and just like he was in a suit. I think he was working at the bank at the time. Anyways, not important. Um, but I remember seeing him in the alley and I, that day I was just like, oh wow, he's really cute. I think I'm, you know, I'm going to marry him. That's it. (laughs) I didn't know really much about him. I knew he was nice. That's pretty much it. Um, anyways, so I went inside and I was like, I think I just met my husband. And my mom was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, Matt, Matt Tripp, I'm going to marry him. 
I call it. I'm going to marry him. That's it. And my mom was like, all right, stalker, like get it together. This is never going to happen. And I put it out into the universe and then I never really did anything about it. I just let it go because I was one 12. I'm not going to marry someone at 12, but I just was like, I know it's going to happen. And I just let it go. Um, a few years later when he was in high school, him and my cousin became best friends. And so he would start coming to all my family parties. And I remember I was just so enamored by him. I was like, Oh my God, he's so cute. I'm, you know, he's going to he's going to fall in love with me one day. So I better present myself really great. And the only image that I really remember was me with my Harry Potter round glasses, my braces, and it was Christmas and he had come over to my grandma's for a Christmas party. And I remember thinking I looked so good. I legit remember exactly what I was wearing. I had a black shirt on that had white flowers on the top. I had jeans that were way too big on me and pulled up really high. I had a silver headband and my new fancy boho type um, purse. And I remember sitting there and being like, he's going to think I'm so gorgeous. Oh man. <laughs> to this day, I asked him, I was like, did you even like look at me or like think anything? He's like, no, you were 12. <laughs> and I was like, well, no, in my head, you were looking at me thinking I was the most gorgeous thing you've ever seen. Uh, segue several years later, I was 18. My sister had a 21st birthday party. My best friend was like, I bet you, you won't go tell him you like him or get his number. And I was like, watch me. And I went in and I just went for it. And it was like the perfect time. My friend knew I loved him and was all about him. And, you know, it just unfolded. And from there, I gave him my number and it took him, I was like, whatever, nothing's going to happen. And I was like, you know, maybe it will, whatever. I let it go. I stopped worrying about it. And I just was like, I did what I did. If it works out, awesome. If not, okay. He called me two months later and the rest is history. And we've been married for what, 11 years and have four kids. So what is my point about this? Um, as a kid, I was in my heart. I believed magic was going to happen to me. Whatever I wanted I didn't have the fear as much as I do now as an adult and as a teenager, but I, I believed in myself. I believed that whatever I wanted, I was going to get. And when we're little, it's so magical how we just like, don't even think about the how it's going to happen. We just know that it's going to happen. We know we're going to wake up and, and we're going to have whatever we want or that unicorns are here and we're going to do, we're going to see magical things and it's beautiful. And as we be, as I tell my kids, like the older you get, the less magic you have in your heart. And that's what I told them. And I believe it. I believe that as we get older and we experience failure and we experience life hardships, we lose a little bit of that connection to that magical part inside our heart. I just joined a spiritual um, coaching certification with Amanda Merritt, who also has an amazing podcast that you should check out here. Just type in her name, Amanda Merritt, and her podcast will come up, and it's it's wonderful. Or go to my Instagram page, and um, you can find her linked in there. Um, she's one of my um, friends. So anyways, um, yeah, so she actually was the one who gave me a little bit inspiration about the heart today and was like 
telling me and the group of amazing women who are joining this program that your heart is 5,000 times more magnetic and powerful than your brain. And I knew this, but I also didn't know the number or like how much, like, you know, the vision that she put into my head. And I was like, I just, you know, was reading a book the other day and just really getting more and more knowledge on this. And I was just like, whoa, yeah, she's right. And so are these people who continually talk about manifesting. When you're a kid, it just happens. You just believe and it, and you create, you just trust, you just go and blindly trust that things are going to happen. My daughter is actually two of my daughters. Um, all my daughters, honestly, they're very magical, but my oldest specifically, she manifested twins for me. <laughs> uh, I always tell her she is the reason why I have twins. We, um, two and a half years ago got pregnant or almost three years now. Um, and I remember telling them about the babies and she was furious. She was so mad at me. She told me she hated me and she was never going to talk to me. And she went to bed that night and woke up the next morning and said, I thought about it. And the only way I'm going to be happy is if there's two babies. That way one for, will be for M and one will be for me. And I said, well, that's cute, but there's probably only one. So you're going to have to accept that. Me being the adult, I squashed her little dream, but she was like, no, there's two. And I just laughed. And a few weeks later we go in and sure enough, there are two. <laughs> and I always tell her that magic. And literally last week she manifested $5. We were laughing so hard. She's been talking about how she wants money so she can buy Robux and all these things. And she walks outside and we're on our walk, or I think she looked out the window and she's like, I got to go outside. And I'm like, why? She's like, there's $5 outside. And I was like, what? And she manifested $5. I was like, what in the heck? Like, can you do this for me? Because this is amazing. She just pulls it in. She connects to her heart. What does she want? She believes it's going to happen. And she doesn't take no for an answer. She doesn't know how she's going to get it, but she just doesn't take no. She's like, no, it's happening. And then she just lets go and it just comes her way. And it's just so beautiful. And it makes me as an adult realize I'm sitting here and I'm wanting so many wonderful things for my family, for myself, for my life, for others. And deep down, I don't believe they're going to happen because I'm so jaded by our world. I'm so jaded by so many sad things that we see on a daily basis. But if we as a collective and as an individual and, and together, whatever you want, however you want to do this, begin to start focusing more on the love, on the happiness, on the joy and, and the magic in the world and less on the bad things, the more good we're going to manifest for this world. Turning on the news daily and seeing all these horrible images and things happening around our world here at home and just everywhere, it's, I can't watch the news anymore. I've stopped watching it. I've stopped since COVID started because I thought I was having a heart attack from all the anxiety. So I stopped. And the only news that I ever watch, I mean, I read up on things and I pay attention to the news, but not as religious as um, some people do. But 
the only news that I enjoy is Saturday night news, Saturday night live news because I think it is hilarious because they take the bad and they make it funny because if we're not laughing and we're not being silly and we're not trying to find the silliness and and fun in the bad and find a lesson like what is the purpose anyways let's pull it back in I'm I'm getting off topic but how how do we go about manifesting in a life when we are not fully connected in our heart and we are feeling lost, alone, discouraged, sad, fearful, whatever comes up, how do we begin to manifest? And the first thing you need to do is admit to yourself that you are having these thoughts, that you are feeling these ways and then pick something. I always say, you know, it's your body, your mind, and your soul are all connected. You cannot say, today I'm going to work on my mental health because your mental health runs your whole body. You can't, if you work on your physical, just your physical body, you can't because it's connected to your mental body. Everything is connected. So you have to do this from a holistic point of view, from a whole, whole person being. Focus on one thing. So if if, for example, you're realizing you're very agitated, you're hungry all the time or whatever, you start with water. Add water to your, to your day. Don't take things away. Don't say, I shouldn't do this or I shouldn't do that. Add to your day. Make it more fun and playful and, and make it a game. Why do we need to take it so serious? Why do I have to spend two hours in the gym to see results in my body? I don't. And I'm going to tell you from a person who has spent her whole life wanting to make changes in her body and never seeing results no matter how hard I worked, I have worked less in the past year on myself and on my body and I have seen the most growth. Literally, I have seen the most growth in my body in the past few years and my mind because together I let up the control, the fear, the anxiety. I just believed that I could be happy no matter what size I am. And I'm going on a tangent again, so I'm going to just pull it back in. If we, one, connect to our heart and say, can I be happy with who I am? Who am I? And can I be happy with myself? If the answer is no, you cannot be happy in your life right now because you're not happy with yourself, identify what that is. What are you not happy about? What are you not happy in yourself with? And go through and evaluate and be playful with yourself. Rewire that mind. Stop worrying so much about the fear and about not being good enough. Show up daily. Reflect on yourself. Take daily action. And really believe that you can do whatever you want to do. And pick one thing. And if your mind is still in that Place, which I've been for a long time and it's it's not gonna always it's not I'm gonna be honest it's not gonna happen overnight it's it's going to you you're re rewiring your brain this takes time it does not happen overnight it takes up to like I believe it's like 90 days to create a new healthy habit so be patient with yourself it it's so easy and when I was in my teacher training um in college, there was a professor who, um, I, I'm a former middle school teacher, and there was a professor who said, it's easy 
to teach a child something wrong, but it is so hard to reteach them the correct way. So be mindful with your words. And that hit me so hard. And I was so shocked. And I'm, it's truth. It is, I'm living proof that this is truth. I have four girls. One is nine and one is seven. And then I waited and I had the twin, um, my other twin girls who are now two and a half almost. And it is like I am raising two different people. I look at my big girls and they were raised by the mom who didn't know better in the time that she was raising them and did the best that she could. She was wonderful. She tried her hardest. She was truly trying her best and showing up the best she could through depression, anxiety, and just mental anguish. And she did the best she could. And, but she taught her girls an incorrect way of managing emotions and living life. Although she did instill love, there was lots of fear-based parenting, anxiety, dysregulation, and yelling, and not actually learning. My twins now are getting parented by the 2.0 version mom of myself, and I am seeing greater results and quicker response times in my parenting. I am watching my one two-year-old who just loves yoga. She calls it Oga and breath work. And she's just calms herself. She comes up to me and she squeezes her fist and scrunches her face. And she goes, me so mad, me so mad. And then she closes her eyes and takes a deep breath. And I cannot stop laughing when this occurs. Like I try really hard not to show her that I'm laughing at her, but I'm not laughing at her. I'm laughing because it's so flipping cute that a two-year-old is so in tune with her emotions and is able to calm her body down without much help. On the days when it's really big, I always ask her when she tells me, I said, do you need a hug? Or I say, come get a hug. And I kneel down and I wait. And if she wants one, she takes one. And if she doesn't, she doesn't. And I just wait. And I tell her to take a breath. And she calms her body. And then we fix the problem. And my other two-year-old, she has some speech delays and some sensory processing issues. And She's having a hard time, obviously, communicating with me, and so her emotions are really big, but even her, she's very in tune with what she needs, and she knows what she needs, and she'll come up to me and just put her arms out, and I know I need to stop what I'm doing and hug her because, and I give her a big squeeze because it helps to calm her nervous system, and she just calms down. My big girls are having a bit of a trouble, but I'm seeing quicker results. This Just this morning, my one of my daughters um, had a bit of a freak out. She's not been feeling well, and her sister was annoying her, and she had a freak out. And I told her, I said, I'm not going to talk to you about this issue until you've calmed your body down. So if you would like a hug, you can come and get one, or you can take some space and calm your body. She screamed at me. She yelled at me. She continued to be disrespectful, and I ignored it. No matter how hard it was, I kept, I have to, in my head, when my kids are being disrespectful, it's very fear-based for me because I feel like that I'm not being a good mom. So I, during those moments, I take my own breath, and in my head, I repeat to myself, this is their big feeling. This is their emotions. You are not a bad mom. You are supporting and loving them. You are guiding her. This is for her best and highest self. She's going to learn such great results from this. 
and I validate myself and then I step away. And the more she continues, I try to give myself some space. I don't, I don't make it like, ew, get away from me. I don't want to talk to you. I, I make it very calm. I go about my day. I interact with the other kids. I do chores or whatever I need to do. But she took maybe five minutes, walked into the room and was like, mom, I'm really angry that this happened. This is what happened. And she like told me about it. And I was like, I gave her a hug and I said, first, I need to tell you, I'm very proud of you for calming your body down. I know it's not easy. You did a great job. And then I said, okay, let's solve this problem together. And we went in the room with her, her sister and we, we handled it and they moved on and it was, it was wonderful. And so I'm seeing big results. But again, when you teach a child something or you teach yourself something and it's incorrect and it's not, um, it's not necessarily incorrect. It's the best you can do in that moment, but it's not the best option and you have to relearn something. It's going to take more time with manifesting, with connecting back to your heart, with finding beauty in the world when we're so used to finding the negative, uh, setting daily intentions and um, aligning to what um, the universe and God, source, divine, whatever, angels, whatever you believe in is the signs that they're sending you, believing that they're real and that they, this is what you need to be paying attention to, that's going to be hard. So I have a challenge for you. I'm going to wrap this up, make it short and sweet this week. Find, I challenge you in negative moments, in negative moods or whatever's going on in your day that makes you feel down and bogged out, whether it's a rainy day or whatever, I challenge you, one, get outside. Go. If it's raining, if it's snowing, if it's whatever, obviously if it's not extremely dangerous, <laughs> go outside. Take that walk. Find beauty. Dance in the rain. Look at the flowers. Look at the grass. Look at the cool rocks or whatever is in your area. And find one thing of beauty. Really, really pay attention. Really explore and look. Even if you just step outside your door for five minutes, not even, even one minute, two minutes, really walk around the outside of your house and find one thing of beauty. And I guarantee you the moment you find that one thing of beauty and really look at it and really appreciate it, the moment you do, you're going to start to see more beauty in your day because it opens your mind to yeah, you know, this is really beautiful. And then your mind starts to shift. Um, do that with, with problems. If someone hurts you or whatever, think about what is the lesson I'm learning from this. Find a beautiful thing in this. Don't focus on the bad parts of it because if you do, you're just keeping yourself stuck. Set daily intentions. I suggest go and journal daily. Write out a goal or an intention and then write down every negative thought coming up, every fear. Put it on paper. Say it out loud. However you want to get that out of your body, get it out. Type yourself a text or whatever and just purge it out of your body. And then pay attention. Pay attention to your day. Pay attention to the signs and the symbols and the, the beautiful moments that are guiding you to your next beautiful step. And don't be scared. Just let go. Allow beauty to be in your life. It doesn't have to be so serious. Have some fun. For example, even like your workout routine, everybody's so serious. If you ever go to a gym or you go to like a yoga studio or wherever, everyone's so serious and you get like, oh my God, I got to really be quiet. I got to like not laugh. I got to whatever. I say laugh. I say have fun. Put on some funky music for yourself and go play. Today when I was doing my yoga in my room, I was 
starting to get all up in my head. I was doing my forward bends and I, I felt my yoga pants rolling down and my little belt mama pouch full, fold over my, my yoga pants. And at first I kept pulling my pants up and I was like, Oh, I'm so frustrated. Like I just cannot get flat abs and the stupid pouch won't go away. And I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror and I was like, actually, it's not as bad as it was two years ago. So calm down. You're doing great. And then I was like, what are you so embarrassed about? There's legit nobody here except you. So I popped off my shirt and I just did it in my yoga uh, bra, my sports bra and my yoga pants. And I just let everything hang out. And I was like, F it. I'm going balls to the wall (laughs) doing this thing. And the moment I let go of that that mentality, I couldn't stop laughing. And then I just felt so aligned. I was laughing. I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like talking to myself. (laughs) But honestly, like doing those silly things is going to change the way you look at yourself. It's going to change the way you show up every day. And when your kids are freaking out or you're just having a shit show of a day, excuse my language, laugh. Like, all you can do is laugh because if you don't, you're going to continue to attract those things in your life and you're going to continue to stay stuck in that mindset. And nobody wants that. I mean, maybe you do. if you're in the victim mentality and you're self-sabotaging and it feels safe and comfortable for you and that's what you want, that's what you want. But I've done it for 15 years and I'm going to tell you it's miserable. And it can take you some really dark, dark places in your mind. So be cautious if that's where you want to stay. If you don't want to stay there and you want to move and you don't know what to do and you don't know how to begin and you don't know how to connect, come join me. I'm offering one-on-one coaching. I have three packages available right now. There is one-on-one parent coaching, which is not about learning how to parent better. It is for parents to grow together individually and as a family. This is a mindfulness program for families, learning for each person in the family to connect to their heart through their parents. So the parents are going to come together um, and they will have opportunities to work together and do individual work for themselves so that you can show up as a team, you can show up as the authentic selves that you are and learn to connect back to each other because after you have kids, it is hard to connect with your spouse again because you both are changing in ways that you don't understand. And the distance that you begin to create through parenting and the fears and the disconnection that occurs because we don't understand each other through this process is big. And so I want to offer this um, for parents together so that you can begin to grow and be your best selves for each other and for your family so that you don't have to worry about the issues that come with not having that. Um, I'm speaking from personal experiences. We've grown far apart and we're working back to uh, getting together and connected again. Um, And so that is one package. It's a three-month package. Um, and it is, it has Voxer, um, support, which is an app where you can message me directly for accountability, support, and guidance, um, access to free content that I currently have, 
um, whenever we work together, memberships, free webinars that I do, whatever is available on my platform at the time. And um, that's package one. Package number two is called the one-on-one -on -one Me Journeys Experience. This is for individuals who don't necessarily have children but or have children. It could be a mom experience or a dad experience only if your spouse is not wanting to work together. Um, you can each do your own package or you can we can work something out um, to make it work for you guys. But you have the Me Journey experience. This is an individual deep dive into your own authentic soul, growing to be your best, highest self through mindfulness, yoga, meditation. We're going to do all the wonderful whole body healing. And then the one-on-one -on -one Me Kids coaching, which is a one-month package um, because children have a shorter attention span. So it will be... Um, more interactive, and it will be a shorter time frame, which you can obviously filter through the year if you need it to. But um, this is where we're gonna we're gonna play. We're gonna teach kids fun mindfulness games that don't feel like they're sitting in yoga classes all day and and being lectured on how to be mindful and what to do. It's it's play. It's art. It's fun and goofiness. And I am currently, it is not formed yet, but I am working really hard to create a bunch of new ideas. And I am so excited to begin this journey of coaching. And I hope that you are excited and are seeking um, support. And I have several things on my um, website that are free that you can access daily to begin journaling and working on yourself. I have obviously the podcast. I have my YouTube channel where I offer um, adult and kids yoga. And then I also have a little section where I offer journal prompts, which I'm going to add more to um, as time goes on and hope to create a little membership around the journal and reflection. Um, yeah, so I am opening the doors to private coaching this week. Um, you can already register right now, which is basically you're just going to enter your email and your name for a chance to then um, connect to me and have a free consultation call where we talk about your goals and see if we're a fit. And I have only limited space right now because um, I have a lot going on and so I'm excited to start helping families and I hope that you join me on the me journeys creating mindful empowered families and children and individuals let's create a better world together so again just to recap connect to your heart be playful feel free to tag me in anything that you try or do um, you can use the hashtag the me journeys all lowercase um, you can tag me at on Instagram, Graham, excuse me, at um, M period E period underscore journeys or at my kids site, which is at M period E period underscore kids. And I look forward to seeing all the beauty that you find in our world. Let's start spreading more joy together and create a beautiful world for our families and our children and just the world. Let's stop all the hate and love each other. Connect to your heart and enjoy the week ahead. I love you. Thank you for listening. I'm Paige Tripp and this is the Me Journeys. 
and the Me Parents podcast. And I hope to hear from you next week. Happy journeys, everyone.